Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this episode 234 of the Tree Talk podcast in association with Noel's Menswear. Delighted to be joined as always by Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. I'm Jack Neville and we'll be joined by a guest from behind enemy lines as Limerick and Cork prepare for a do or die battle in the Gaelic Crowns this Sunday. That'll take up much of the discussion this morning. We'll also have a bit of ladies football, camogie and Talisman Cup to get through. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, you get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about him. made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's going to win. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> As I said at the start, Matt, we're joined from, from Cork by Dermot Sheehan, who will give us the view from the Rebels ahead of this do-or-die clash on Sunday. Dermot, how are you keeping? I'm great. Thanks very much, Jack. Thanks for having me on episode 234. Yeah, we were, good, we were good a while morning, waiting. Good morning, waiting to get well you done, on, Dermot. I suppose, um, huge game. Huge game this Sunday. There's no point putting it two, two ways. Liverpool versus Cork, Gaelic Grounds at four o'clock. Only one can go through. Which will be a first for this Munster round robin. They've in 2018, 19, and last year, the Limerick and Cork have both got through. So it's it's palpable in the build up, Dermot, isn't it? Oh, it, um, it is hard to describe it really. I suppose from a Cork point of view, disappointment after Sunday's result, obviously. Um, but that quickly turns to, you know, we've one chance to go through. Unfortunately, it's Limerick that we have to play and we have to face and we have to beat. Well, technically, I suppose we don't have to beat them. We have to draw, but you're not going to go into a hurling game looking for a draw. So, you know, it's going to be a great occasion. It, it You know, it, it has to be. You know, it, I, I presume there won't be a ticket to be had. Um, I'd say every Cork man who can get these hands on a ticket or Cork woman, for that matter, will get their hands on a ticket, will get one. Um, but there probably won't be that many free around there. Shannon side, I assume? No, I don't think so. And I suppose it's one thing John Kiley had kind of half alluded to is the importance of the crowd on Sunday. And from a point, or a point of view, it could be a first time uh, leaving the championship in Munster. But same for Cork, because obviously the, we've had the back door in the provinces for the last 20 years. So it's kind of unimaginable that on the, the 27th or 8th of May, Limerick or Cork will be gone from the Munster Championship. Oh, I, I, think, I think it's astonishing. Um, I, I suppose, yet again, I suppose that I, I, what I call the joke or the standing joke in Cork is that yet again, the footballers could be in the in, in, in the race for an All-Ireland glory longer than the hurlers. And who would have thought that? Um, look, I don't think anybody would have predicted whatever about Cork's participation going uh, uh, in the long run in the championship. I don't think anyone would have predicted that Limerick were one game away from going out in 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 May. So look, I I think it's built up the, the GA and the Munster Council. I don't think anyone could have actually asked for this to go any better. It's been an, an absolutely savage championship, and it's coming down to the wire. And you know, while Waterford have been, I suppose, a disappointment to many, they they still have a say in what happens. And God, I, I who would have thought it? Would have thought it at the start of the championship. Yeah, can you? Is there any possibility of a Waterford um, favour? Do you think? No, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> think so. Like no, I thought, anything, anything is possible. And and in fairness to the Desha and everybody around there, they must be really hurting. You know, they've had a they've had an appalling championship. Um, but really, you just can't see it. Look, if Tipperary, if Tipperary want to want to be All Ireland champions, if they want to progress. They want to get to the Munster final. 
they should be able to beat Waterford based on what we've seen before. Waterford look looking disarray, and it, you know it doesn't give anybody. Um, nobody takes nobody takes solace or nobody takes enjoyment in the fact of one of the one of the major counties in Munster is struggling at the moment. But it's it's very difficult to see them being able to do anything uh, yeah, uh, this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, if if Tipperary beat Waterford, Limerick and Cork will be a straight shootout for third place. But if you do get a fair from Waterford, there's a chance and a Munster final there. If if Tipperary lose, are you echoing Dermot's sentiments there and saying there's no hope? Yeah, look, on the face of it, you, 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 Dermot is right. Um, I, I I don't expect that Waterford will beat Tipperary like they, they like. Tipperary's, you, you know, path has been has been cha- mapped out for them now. You know, um, like they they've done the hard work. They've gone to Innes and they've won. They have gone to Cork and they've drawn and they have drawn with the All Ireland champions. And now, um, are they going to let struggling Waterford prevent them from getting to the Munster final? I can't see it happening, Jack. I, no, I, I, I I I don't think it's a realistic proposition. I I. It's not on for me, um, and I look, I, and this is no disrespect to Waterford. I think um, that we we should focus on what's going to happen in the Gaelic grounds and uh, and uh, a probable shootout for third place. Yeah, and you know that that I think it's fair enough to assume that it will be for third place. What's your own feeling just going into the game, considering like Limerick haven't been in this position before, and at, after the league, and you know, we'll touch in the league that you would never have thought this would be the scenario, but. This is the situation Limerick find themselves in. It is do or die. Well, it's do or die. It's it's do or die because um, um, John Kelly has been at pains um, for anyone that was prepared to heed him or listen to him um, before the championship that this was going to be one of the most competitive championships, and this this is what it has transpired to be, and. Um, like you, you, you would have said if if you were analysing the prospects of teams as, as we did in this forum um, before the championship started, you, you and if you were basing it on league forum, you you would have said it would have to be Cork and Limerick, and I stuck to my guns on that right up to last week. I think um, that would would be going through, and um, strictly because of league forum. All right, Cork lost to um, lost to. Um, Kilkenny in, in, in the semi-final of the league, but it'd been hugely impressive during the league, but I suppose if you delve into why that was, um, it, a lot of it was that you had a new manager coming in, um, he was blooding new players, blooded a lot of players, and obviously a lot of players were, were um, you know, try, trying to catch the eye of the manager, and um, um, I, I would probably say that that in, in terms of, of, of preparation for the start of 2023, um, the Cork might have been ahead of the rest because of, as I said, a new manager factor. But, um, you know, we, are, we also spoke, Jack, if you recall, about um, uh, league forum very, very often, more often than not now, and if we see in recent years, is, is, isn't, a, isn't a guide to the champion, much of a guide to the championship. Especially like when you just come off a league campaign and are straight into a championship campaign, and I I think that those two extra games in the league, um, um, with with um, with Tipperary and and Kilkenny, whilst Limerick picked up very very valuable silverware, and we shouldn't discount the, the you know for one minute the the value of, and and the glory of, of winning a league. But in terms of preparation for the championship, I think it it possibly absorbed a lot of energy out, out of the Limerick side um, and out of the Limerick squad as they prepared for the championship and like they were into the helter-skelter of the Munster Championship two weeks after beating Kilkenny. Yeah, and both teams, I think it's fair to say, have, have failed to, to find their rhythm, Dermot. You know, obviously... From a learning point of view, they're, they're a nice bit off the pace. But Cork as well, you know, were slow to start. Um, obviously beat Waterford, but, you know, that, that Waterford were on a down after it was Limerick. They struggled for large periods against Tip and, and still could have won the game. And it's the same with Ennis, but haven't hit the ground, like haven't been the team that we expect from Cork this year, I think it's fair to say. No, I think I think you're very right there, Jack. Um, I think, but it's it's 
this goes back a lot further than than this year cork have in recent years really struggled to put 70 plus minutes together they're huge they're a hugely impressive side when if the ball in hand and they're running at you um but you can't do that for 70 plus minutes and i think look everyone knows you can't dominate a game for for the entire game particularly when you're playing teams like tipperary and going to ennis and playing claire but you have to when when your when the period comes where you're not the dominant side you can't let sides get a run on you and that seems to be what's happening carker shipping one six one seven one eight in 10 11 minute periods and they're having they're finding it so hard then to do so much work to get back into games you know previously and we've seen it against limerick in the past cork have struggled to get off the mark early in a game um again they struggled a little bit in cusick park last weekend they left i think it was three or four points before they got going but look they, they got back into that but again just before half time shipped one two one three one four without response and all of a sudden they're up against it again um they have there's no question they have ability they have they have everything you'd need they have ability they have passion potentially the only thing they don't have is physicality now they're getting better um the likes of tim omani i think brings great physicality there around the middle i think the young fella kieran joyce is been has been a revelation this year found it a little bit of a struggle last sunday but I think it's the physicality is where we're struggling. I think the new manager, as Matt, as Matt stated, Pat Ryan, I think he's been a serious positive force for Cork. And he will be, he will leave no stone unturned this weekend. None whatsoever. Um, I think he'll be ruthless if he needs to be. I hope he'll be ruthless um, in his team selection. Um, and I think he'll, he'll try and get them to a level where they can at least front up to Limerick. I, I I would expect this weekend, I would expect to see Cork front up to Limerick. If they don't, I think they'll be beaten. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's an interesting point there and the, the physicality because we've seen Tip and Claire go toe-to-toe with Limerick, you know, and really put it up to them. But just expand on your point there about, about the fast start because it was it was a decent start by, by Cork against, I suppose, Tipperary and Clare, but never really built on it. And, and Limerick have been the same. The only game they started really well was Waterford, and, and they, they end up winning that game. And obviously, Cork are very good against Waterford. But how important is a good start on Sunday with the two teams kind of lacking in a bit of confidence? I'd say, judging by their performance, that you know, if they see themselves going behind, that they might think this is it. Or, or if, conversely, if they go ahead, they'll be they'll be looking at the other teams saying, "Let's lay down a marker and get so far ahead." that their heads drop, that, you know, it's always important to get a fast start. But this Sunday really seems like a game that if you get ahead, you could stay ahead for the whole game. I suppose at the risk of contradicting myself and what I was saying, a fast start is obviously hugely important, right? But for Cork, they don't need a fast start. They just need not to be, they just need not to let Limerick get a run on them. So as opposed to them requiring a fast start, what they actually need is, to make sure that Limerick don't get a fast start. You know, if Cork are still in this game at half time, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and they haven't let Limerick run at them, bully them, um, and and get into one of those periods where, you know, Kyle Hayes knocks over three points from distance and all of a sudden they're four, five, six points behind, you know, and chasing. If they can avoid that, they have every chance here. But they have to. So it's... I would say it's more 70, 75 minutes of consistency rather than needing, you know, a 10-minute burst at the start. Because invariably what seems to be happening is that 10-minute burst at the start is being followed by 15 minutes of sluggishness. And therein lies the problem. Yeah. Matt, you, you know, Dermot has, has said there about, about the fast start. But again... It's probably more so who can be the more consistent over the 70 minutes, is it? Yeah, I suppose it's, it's, it's uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can talk about the fast start all you like, but it's it's who finishes the strongest that, uh, you know, that ultimately decides most games. Um, but Dermot touched on a, on, a, on a few things there, and he talked about man up to Limerick, and um, 
I, I think the one ingredient that probably Cork are, are missing to a certain degree, but they haven't proved on it, is 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 their physicality. And, you know, physicality is so important when, when playing Limerick. But I think, having said that, that has been offset by a newfound resilience in Cork. Um, because if you see, uh, if you take the game against Tipperary, they went five points down late in the game and came back um, against Clare at one stage in the second half on Sunday. They were eight points down. And 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 came back. And I I take the point that Dermot that Dermot is making that they shouldn't be letting themselves get into these positions, but that they, they they certainly have a have a newfound resilience because court teams in the past would have succumbed in those circumstances. But um, yeah, look, I, a fast act is important, very very important. Um, but look, Limerick and Cork have been around for so long that a fast start. Um, by one or the other isn't going to derail the other, you know, and um, they're, they're too too experienced for that. But I I would be more, you know, far more concerned with a strong finish, and 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 very very importantly so. Um, and 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 John Kylie touched on it last Sunday, Jack, and you were there about the importance of those coming off the bench, mm. and this, this this may very well decide this game. And um, like heretofore, as we saw in the All Ireland semi final in 2018, when 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 Seamus Hannity had to come back on uh, limping, um, Corkport divide of a bench, but like um, that has all changed. Um, because if you see who they sprung from the bench last Sunday, Shane Kingston, Jer Millery, Shane Barrett, Timmy Mahoney, as as uh, as um, Dermot referenced there earlier on, Brian Hayes, you know. Um, like both benches are very, very, very strong. Like the the, the 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 Limerick bench was the envy of all counties, but I think that's something that other counties have closed the, the gap. They've closed the gap in physicality, other counties, and they've also closed the gap in the strength of their respective benches. Yeah, it's something I'll throw to you there, Dermot, because it was noticeable watching Clare and Cork seeing those caliber of players coming on first and foremost. Can you see? Any of those boys starting? Because we know Gerard Millerick has had a good record and when he was missing in 21, it was an awful pity for him and Shane Kingston has a good record against Limerick as well. So do you think Pat Ryan will will leave those in reserve or do you think we could see a few from the start? I know that I've spoken to Matt on a few occasions. Matt's a big Gerard Millerick fan. Um, so he probably won't want him to start, right? Um, yeah, look, Cork are... They have a they, look. There's absolutely no question. I had the privilege of like like most of us interviewing managers over the years. And John Myler, I spoke to John Myler uh, he, after he released his book. I think it was 2021, and asked him what his great, his biggest regret was. And you won't be surprised. His biggest regret, I'd say, it was nearly in his life, but definitely in his managerial life, was um, that 2018 game above in Croke Park and his lack of a bench and i suppose without blaming mr harnady the aforementioned mr harnady you know cork didn't have to bring on an injured player that day you know but they chose to do that and i think myler informed me that day that that was his biggest regret um and that not having a bench and i know he spoke in the in the press conference after that game about cork's lack of a bench and that that was something that he was going to try and address. Obviously, we've been we're two men, two more managers down the road now. And I think if you look at it, if you look at Cox Bench, I think Cox Bench stands up to Limerick's bench. I don't think there's any question about that. You mentioned already Tim O'Mahony, or I mentioned Tim O'Mahony, Alan Cadigan, Shane Kingston, Shane Barrett. These are great players, but they're not all playing like at the risk of singling one out. I don't think Shane Barrett has played very well after playing a superb league i think he's struggled i think brian hayes is a great player i think kingston the, the to go back to the question you asked me five minutes ago and i've been rambling kingston kingston is the great is the great unknown like do you play him he's a wonderful player do you start him or do you bring him off the bench every time you bring him off the bench you know he gets three four five points he knocks it over his left shoulder his right shoulder and you'd say well, this guy should be starting. You know, he's put his hand up every time, but every time he's left on the pitch, I think that he is 
a super player and while I don't believe in super subs in any in any shape or form, he's nearly boxed himself in there now that he's the guy who player that's probably going to come in off the bench. I am a huge Tim O'Mahony fan. Uh, I'm from North Cork. And with Tim O'Mahony is from Newtown Shandom, he's also from North Cork. I just think that young fella has bulked up and uh, become such a strong presence in any half-back, full-back, even midfield line that Cork have has even played wing forward. I think you'd, I'd nearly try and find a place for him because they're going to need somebody like Tim O'Mahony because, you know, look, as I said before, they've struggled have struggled physically against Limerick. No question about that. We know that. 2000 and, like, you know, Matt, Matt was the one who mentioned 2018. And that, like, that lives long with this team. There's there's still eight of the guys who are going to play next weekend, up to 10 who were involved in that. But then there's also, I think there's 11 fellas who were involved in the 2021 hiding in Croke Park. And, you know, these things, these players, they're proud players and they won't be, they won't be happy about this, you know, and they'll see this as their chance. And if you would have asked Pat Ryan at the start of this championship, if if he could go to the Gaelic grounds for a one-off game with Limerick to put Limerick out and put Cork through, I'd say he'd have taken the hand off you. And I think that Cork's bench, as we've spoken about Tim O'Mahony, we've Owen Downey now has, has come through. And like Owen Downey has given Cork what they didn't have for years, which was an alternative fullback. Um, and that seems to have brought Damien Cahillan on, who's played some really good games this year. And I, I, I for one, would have been quite critical of Damien Cahillan over the, year, over the years, but he's he deserves his start now. He's played really well. I think, um, you know, I think it's... Mellorick is a big one. I don't know if Mellorick will start or not. I think, um, I think Kingston probably won't start. I'd say he's a victim of his own success off the bench. Um, Downey probably won't start because Cahillan is holding that spot. And I don't know. I don't know. Will he go? Will he try Shane Barrett? I think in, in, in corner forward, he might, he might. But as of this stage, I could see, I could see the same 15 that played Claire lining out again. Yeah. And I might leave you to win a minute now. I know I'm holding there for a while, but it's interesting. All those boys you mentioned there have an, like an awful lot of speed. It's just the team that runs through the, the Cork side. And then for Limerick, we mentioned their physicality. And it's been a funny game in recent years that even though there's such contrasting styles, you know, you had the big wins for Limerick in the All-Ireland Fine, obviously. And 2022 last year, there was a heavy win in the park. But in the league last year, Cork completely overran Limerick just with their pure running game that... It's such a strange game to call because there's such different sides and you're talking about if Cork can match up physically and for us it'll be can Limerick live with Cork's speed that you just really don't know how this game is going to pan out. I'll get one E to jump in there. <laughs> I thought it was matching. Oh, look, as far as I look, I, I look, I think at this stage, right, that Cork would... I think everyone Cork have improved. Of that, there's no doubt. I think they're they're, you know, unfortunately they lost in Ennis the other day. I actually, I actually think they're a better team than than Clare. Um, I think that they're up there in the top two, three in the country. I think, you know, uh, a disrespected league kind of showed that for long periods. I think that Pat Ryan has got them going in the right direction. I don't. I'm not saying that 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 um, Mr. Kingston before him hadn't, but I think. I think they've made substantial leap forward, leaps forward in their in their uh, panel. I think in their tactics. However, Cork are a running team, right? That's that's the way they play the game. Uh, they go for we'll say what I call lighter, faster hurlers. Limerick don't go that way. They're more. I don't. You know, there's many words I can use. They're physical. They're a more physical side, obviously, than Cork, right? Can they live with Cork? Well, I think they've shown. I think they've shown over the last number of years they most certainly can live with Cork. I don't think there's any question about that. The question is, can Cork live with, with Limerick? Like, you know, I'm looking there at, at you look at the, 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 the Limerick team that lined out the other day, right? And while, you know, like all of us, a lot of them have become household names, 
when you look at the likes of, you know, a Casey, a Morrissey, a Burns, a Hennon, you know, a Hagerty, a Lynch, Morrissey, Gillan, Flanagan, and Casey. If you were to if you were to go out and pick 15 hurlers from anywhere in the country to put a dream team together, you know, the, pretty much all of them would be on it, right? We don't have that luxury. What we have is, I'd say at this stage, what Cork have is they're fed up of losing to Limerick when it matters. I think they believe that they can beat them. Um, I think they believe that it can beat them in the Gaelic rounds. And I think that I genuinely think, even though the bookies will disagree with me, I think they've I think they have a great chance. Do I think they're favourites? No. Do I think that they'll need Limerick to be off the boil a bit? Yes, I do think that. I think if if both teams come in and play to their best game, I think Cork lose. I think Cork need Limerick out of the championship to win the All Ireland Championship. Um, and this is their chance. Yeah, it's a big chance, man. I'll turn over to you there for a second because I've hugged dear to myself there for a while. Yeah, well, uh, John Kyrie is going to have a small bit of a, a selection dilemma. Um, first of all, he, he had a bit of a selection dilemma last uh, um, last week um, in, in replacing Sean Finn, but I suppose it, 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 it was clear-cut um, that Mikey Casey was going to come in. It was just a question of of where on the full back line he was going to come in. Now, um, the dilemma that he faces in terms of selection going into the court game is that after the performance in Turles last last Sunday, Cahill O'Neill has to be accommodated on the starting 15. When a guy comes in, he, he comes in as a late replacement for Peter Casey and, and um, he scores five points from play. And we saw a very, very, very important cameo um, performance by by um, by Graham Mulcahy. Two points, setting up another vital point at a vital stage in the game. But um, um, certainly, John Kiley has food for thought uh, com- coming coming into the game. Um, how will the game go? I think it's going to be very, very tight. Um, I. Limerick um, have shown incremental, as John Kiley said, incremental improvement um, from Waterford to Clare, from Clare to Tipperary. They'll have to show more for Cork. Um, I I think they're capable of doing it, um, but it, it's not what you're capable of doing on the day, it's what you do on the day. Um, I, I think um, if Limerick play to their potential, they'll win. If not, they're in trouble. Yeah, I think the I think both of you are on the same page there in terms of if if the sides can play to their best, it's Limerick, but anything less than that will provide an opening for Cork. Um for you, Matt, key matchups. Is there any one or two that stand out? Anything that Limerick definitely needs to get right, or anything Cork needs to get right in terms of players? Well, um, an important matchup, I, I I think, and Damien touched on it there, will will be um, who who will be picking up Seamus Flanagan, um, who who seems to revel in playing against Cork. Now I know um, uh, Damien Cahillan uh, has has had some very good um, good um, performances this year, and and um, it it will be interesting to see how how he he goes against them. Um, Against um, Seamus Flanagan, the large, of course, will be who will pick up um, Aaron Gillan. Will it be a direct Sean O'Donoghue, the the the, t- the team captain? Um, I I think it will be very very important. And again, Dermot touched on it, um, and um, he, he's a player that I I have absolutely the utmost respect for, and I think he's going to be an absolutely fantastic player. Is that? Kieran Joyce is not allowed to impose himself on the game, which he can do. And and despite what Dermot says, um, he did so for quite a while on Sunday, but last, but maybe didn't do so for the 70 minutes. Um, yeah. uh, the battle at midfield is going to be very, very interesting. Um, Dara, Dara Fitzgibbon did not have the same level of performance the last day as he had against um, Waterford and Tipperary when he was outstanding. 
it'll be very, very interesting if he comes up against Willem O'Donoghue. Um, that look, if 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 you look at the cast on both sides, Jack, and see the potential matchups, there's going to be a merry of them around the place. Oh yeah, it's it's very exciting to see how the, the teams match up. I suppose Matt spoke there about two Limerick forwards in particular for you, Dermot, the the Cork forwards, obviously. Patrick Horgan has been reinstated, but who do you see as, I suppose, the match winners and the ones that Limerick do really need to keep close tabs on? Yeah, I suppose I, I go back to what Matt said. Uh, we talk about the forwards, but I think Dara Fitzgibbon's contribution or or potential contribution to this game will be massive. I think uh, Fitzgibbon with the ball in his hand running is a pretty much an unstoppable force. He doesn't do it all the time. Um Obviously, the better teams will focus on him, but you know he can he can rack up three, four, five points very quickly from from midfield. He can get a goal for you. I think I think up front, Horgan is obviously massive for for Cork. I think you know, and I I will say that I would have I would have been happy enough with the decision not to play him. From the start every time last year i thought that he was I, I genuinely thought like 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 some people thought you know he might be coming to the 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 twilight of his career but i the man has just flown out of the traps again this year uh great goal last weekend after after a poor penalty i think he's obviously going to knock over pretty much every free he's offered um and i think he you know i think he might be offered quite a few frees up there I think for me, I tell you, for me, Seamus Harnady and Declan Dalton are the two players that can win this for Cork. I think Dalton is has really come into his own in the last 12 months, 18 months, um, from a player that was a bit bit part player to now, you know, one of the one of the one of the starters, one of the first on the team sheet. I think Dalton is um, he gives you everything. He's physical, he can knock freeze over from his own half. He can, from play, he can score from anywhere. And he's, as we saw the weekend, but we've seen numerous times, he's good to get a goal. I think Harnady has been outstanding this year. Uh, another player that I thought was coming to the twilight of his career, I suppose, age-wise he is. But again, just his ability to just inspire the team. You know, if Harnady knocks over a point in the first minute, the fist goes up. You know, if he knocks over a point in the 70th minute, it's the same thing. He's on it from the start. Look, these players are going to be targeted, are going to be man-marked out by Limerick, as one would expect. Right? For me, Cork's strength is in the spine, straight up the middle. Um, I think from Cahillan, Cahillan needs to play well. Patrick Collins and Gold needs to find his man. Cahillan needs to play well. I think Joyce, this is going to be the biggest test Joyce has, Joyce has faced so far. And I think he needs to, I think he'll, I think he'll stand up. I think he learnt from last weekend, he, there was a few mistakes, but you know what? He's he's only a young fella, um, and he's playing at a, he's playing at a seriously high level now. I think Fitzgibbon through the middle. I think um, Harnady at centre forward and Horgan at full forward. That's a pretty impressive spine to any team. Um, they just need to they just need to work it. They just need to work it through. If we if we've a solid look, go back to 2018, 2021. 2020, any year you want to pick, Cork struggles started with their backline, right? And I think while all, while all woes haven't been put to the side, they have a much better backline and a much better, a much more solid set seven from from midfield back than they've had for many a year. And I think, you know, so it's focus now will start turning on the forwards to see what they can do. Again, I think Horgan, Conor Lehan, can be in and out. To be fair, Luke Mead again. Are we going to see? Are we going to see Kingston start? Barrett start? I don't. I think that they won't. I think. I think. As I said earlier on, I think we'll go to the same fifteen or very close to the same fifteen. And I think that the. I think that. I think that's kind of where it comes down to. Connor, Connor Cahillan is another young fella with great potential, and, but you know, we need to start seeing. You know, we need to start seeing more than potential now at this stage. Yeah, it look it's it's a stacked team, whatever way you look at it. I mean, we went through it in depth there, Matt. I think you want to get in one 
before we let Tim yeah, go. Just two points I want to make, Jack. Um, we've name-dropped um, players from both sides there. Um, I, I, I think probably Limerick's most influential player in the championship today has been Tom Morrissey. Yeah. Who has who, who's been absolutely outstanding in every game. And like the way he moves around and the, the, the ground he covers, it's it's going to be very he's going to be very, very hard to match and uh, to, to, to mark. And it'll be very interesting to to see um who will who will who will be who will court delegate to pick up um to pick up Tom Morrissey because whoever it is is going to be in for a very busy evening. He he will see an awful lot of the Gaelic grounds. Um and the second point I want to make, just a little nugget of information that I came um, um, here and I just throw it out to, to Dermot as well. Um, that Dermot Burns um, has scored 198 in the championship and is, is the leading defender, leading scorer um, from defence. The leading, you know, he, he has surpassed them. Um, uh, Shawnee McMahon, who, who um, scored 97 points in his career with 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 Clare, and um, he he has played I think 15 or 16 games less to date. So, um, Dermot Burns is a very very important part of of of, of, of very very important. We've lost Matt there. As part you, as of Limerick's ammunition. Um, when you get you know. From the, from the half-back line, I know a lot of them are from freeze, but he's talking him over from play as well. Very, very important player. Yeah, no, David is, is, is hugely important. There's, there's no doubt in that. And look, there's going to be, there could be a case where someone comes out of the blue that you're not expecting a huge game from, and it could be because it's it's anyone's game, as we said. But before you go, Dermot, who will win and why? Oh, uh. <laughs> I can answer that two ways. I have to live here, you know. Um, <laughs> who will win and why? I think Limerick will win. Um, and I think I think Limerick have to win. Um, of that, you know, they don't win. They don't win. They're out. Um, I think that they they need they need to put in their best performance of the year so far. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think that they will win because I think the physicality, I think that, you know, I mentioned it already. I just don't think we're, we're, we're at that level yet. Um, of physicality of just, you know, our game is, our game is an exciting game. It's always been an exciting game. Cork in full flow. Red's a primary color for a reason. You know, Cork in full flow is a, is an impressive uh, site. I think that, you know, a packed stadium will suit them. I think they need to get, we, we, we mentioned the fast start. It doesn't need to be a fast start, but they just cannot go behind early. They cannot go, you know, behind by more than a couple of points early. They have to be able to stick at this. I think that they're capable. Um, but I just think, I think the bookies rarely get these things wrong. And I think that looking at Limerick, you'd have to say, that they're favourites and they're justifiable favourites. And it's unfortunate from a Cork point of view that it's come down to this game. But but again, I go back to the point I made earlier on. If you offered Pat Ryan one chance, one, you know, one chance to, to go through and take out Limerick at the start of this season, he would have taken it. I'd say no problem whatsoever. So yeah. I think that there's belief there. I think the Cork will have to play the best game that not only that they've played this year, but the best game they've played in years. I think that history is against them. I think that pretty much everything is against them, actually, if you come to think of it. But I think that, you know, a packed house um, full of people in green with a, with a smattering of red here and there, I think might go, might, might, might just suit them, right? But I think, I think, look, ultimately, you'd have to say that Limerick are favourites, Limerick are the likely winners. And if they do win, I hope it's by a small margin. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to see Cork getting a pasting here um, because they don't deserve that actually at this stage. Whereas I think that, um, you know, I can't see, I can't see a draw. I can, you know, I just, I don't see a draw. And I suppose I don't see Limerick going out this early either. So for me, I think it's, I think it's Limerick going through and Cork unfortunately going out and we'll just have to turn our attention to the big ball. But we'll yeah. see. I'm, I'm sure you, you won't be you won't be too disheartened to be wrong if, if your prediction doesn't come true and there's 
I think there's a slight bit of cuteness in your answer as well. But Matt, I'm I'm sure you'd be agreeing. I, I, was, with... just, I was just about to weep for for Dermot there. Just about <laughs> the tears were coming. Yeah. Oh, it's, we'll, it's a very we'll emotional be... time for us, Matt. It's very emotional. You know, as I say, we started with a win. We had a we had a draw, which we could have won. We had a loss, which we could have drawn, and we could have won. You know, and and all of a sudden you find yourself playing the All Ireland Champions and looking like you know and and up against it. And you know, right? Listen, Matt, I, I've listened to you now for long enough. You don't need any uh, you don't need any pointers on playing the poor mouth with me. You know, poor <laughs> poor. I was listening to you there at the start talking about poor Limerick. Jeez, you'd wonder you'd wonder had you ever won an All Ireland. Yeah, we we waited long enough to get that first yes. one, but Matt, before we let Dermot go, I'm sure you'll be. Happy if his prediction comes true. Well, yeah. Um, I look. I I said it earlier on the cast, Jack. My summation of it is, um, Limerick will have to produce um, a, a performance better than the three performances to date in the championship. Now, last Sunday was the best performance um, of of the three, which is encouraging. But it has to go up another notch. Anything other than a, than um, a top class performance from Limerick. And I feel they're in trouble, Jack. Yeah, but I expect I expect that they will produce that performance and just get over the line. Yeah, I, I expect them to get over the line as well. But there were 41 minutes here. I told you 25, but you would have known that that was um, a, a bit of an underscore, an undersell on that. A huge thank you to you, Dermot, for coming on and giving your time and giving the insight into the Rebel Camp. I hope you're right with your prediction and that it's the end of your season. You can be happy looking at the Sam Maguire for the rest of the year, but it, it promises to be a very exciting game this Sunday, and look, it could go either way. Look, Mayor, thanks very much, lads, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Um, I think, to be fair, I think that we, hopefully, we'll be all blessed enough to be sitting in there on, on Sunday, and I hope, I hope I'm very wrong, and I hope uh, that Pat Ryan points it out to me that I've been wrong, and I'll take it on the chin and move on. I do think we have a chance. I think we have a very good chance Um but I just look, it's it's we're not favourites. That's the fact, right? Um, but uh, look, stranger things have happened. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's great to have a Munster Championship knockout game, even within the round robin. We got a load of games and we still have a knockout game in, in the final round. So we look forward to it. Dermot, it's been a pleasure and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, lads. Thank you. Cheers, Dermot. Now, Dermot, Dermot Sheehan giving us a, a lengthy view into the opposition camp ahead of a, a mouth-watering game this Sunday in the two scale of crowns, Matt. Look, we went we went through it in, in huge depth there, but anything else you want to say on this game or just wait and no, no, that's that, that, that That's my summary of it. And, um, you know, I, I believe, Jack, that even though Cork lost last weekend, they were going well in the championship. They'd got a win. They'd got a draw against Tipperary. Um, we'll say they got out of jail to a certain degree in the draw with Tipperary. Um, I don't think Cork lost anything in in in, in yeah the last two points, but um, in 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 terms of their progress, um, I don't think they lost anything against Clare. So it's 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 all building up to being, you know, what what we have on Sunday is a full blooded old style knockout monster championship game because you have to assume. Um, that they, you know, that 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 Tipperary are going to beat Waterford, like it, yeah. it will be a result of of seismic proportions. Um, were Tipperary to be beaten, I, I I just can't see it happening. I think Waterford are struggling at the minute. Um, it's 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 it, it, nobody takes pleasure in seeing any county struggling. They're struggling at underage. They're struggling in football. Um. Obviously, the county, you know, and it's not for me to tell them what to do. They obviously need a rethink down there. But um, um, it's it's as far as and I, this is the approach Limerick are going to take. It's you know, um, you, you know that there, there are a few permutations, like were Tipperary to lose, the winner at the Gaelic Grounds goes into the Munster final. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Tipperary slip into third place, so but that is unlikely. I I think the focus will be on this is a knockout monster champ, full blooded monster championship knockout game, and uh, um, Limerick at their best will win it. I think anything less, they're in trouble. 
Yeah, and talking about being at their best, look, Limerick have been off the pace, but there are, still has been a couple of lads that have nearly just single-handedly driven it and stood out for me again. The la- You mentioned Cahal O'Neill the last day. He was brilliant, but for the second game in a row, I thought Nicky Quaid, um, Tom Morrissey and William, I don't know who, just played out of their skins. There was good performances. Other players, I thought Dan Morrissey was very good at fullback and Aaron Glenn was exceptional whenever he got the ball, but Quaid, Morrissey and O'Donoghue were very good against Clare, nearly brought Limerick over the line. And same again, that if you would just get a couple around them to get to that level, you'd be thinking Limerick would be okay this Sunday. Yeah, that, that's that's true. But the, the, this is, this is you know, one of the trademarks of, of, of a great team. Um, you know, when you're in the trenches, <coughs> there's always somebody or someone, two or three or four, will come out of the pack and dig you out of it. And... Um, uh, that's been happening this year, and you you know you're just hoping for the day um, that it it will come together. Maybe for uh, ideally for the 15 players, um, which is which it has done on a number of occasions in the past. Um, but you know, um, and you'd hope that maybe Sunday might be one of those days. Yeah, and the sight of the red jersey has often spurred Limerick into life. Like we'll never ever forget. The 2021 All Ireland final and the game was over at half time. Now, I'm looking forward to a full blooded Munch Championship game, but if this was done and dusted in Limerick's favour after 35 minutes, you wouldn't you wouldn't be saying no to that, would you? I, I certainly wouldn't be saying no to it, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it's, you know, it's there's tension in the air, even in the build up, you know, that we've been so blessed with Limerick winning everything all before yeah. him and a lot of time fairly comfortably. That when they aren't performing, there is that bit of doubt. And we, we talked about the aura that's around this team and the Dublin team. And that'll give Cork a bit of confidence that Limerick aren't at their best. They know there could be an onslaught, an avalanche that they won't be ready for. But there's also that glimmer that we all have mentioned today that if they're not at that level, there is a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know I, I, I think Limerick really have to have a better performance than last Sunday. And uh, as you say, more players. Uh, there's, there's a couple of players, um, we'll say, at the moment, and it's fair to say, are not at their best at the moment. But we, we, we have seen this in the past. We have seen Limerick players in the past dip in forum and then turn their back into it. And you'll be hoping that that might happen on Sunday. Yeah, and on that, there's, you know... Peter Casey didn't start last day and came on and made an impact. Um, so did Graham Mulcahy, which is great to see, and David Reedy. Do you think Limerick will again, like Corker doing with Chen Kingston, hold him in reserve? Or could we see you know, some of those players starting and then you're looking for a big impact from one of your star players from the bench? Well, I, I, I think anyway, personally, that, I, that um, it, it, it is very, very, very hard to uh, name uh, a Limerick team um, without a fully fit Peter Casey. Uh, if, if Peter Casey is fully fit, which he obviously is, and um, obviously the reason why he didn't start last week was because, I suppose, John Kiley, um, uh, it, it, it was widely known um, that that he had, you know, that he, he, he was in trouble coming up to, coming up to the game um in in terms of was it injury or illness and um but a fully fit peter casey in my my opinion jack has to be included who who isn't it's, then it's 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 not an option who misses out if if peter has to start this is this is what i threw out and I, yeah. I, I honestly i'm not going to second john john Kiley and paul Kinnock and those but um I think Peter Casey has to come in, and I also think that Carl O'Neill has to start. <coughs> yeah, like the, there's there's big calls to be made, and the the right the right yeah, men are you, in you charge just, to make those calls. So could you see it's, it's above our pay grade, Jack? But you 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 could you see Keane Lynch maybe move to midfield or something? Could you see Kyle Hayes coming up centre forward? Like there are so many different things that may happen out there, you know. But um. In yeah, my opinion, it um, it, 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 it's, it's a no-brainer. A, P, a fit Peter Casey starts. 
Yeah, we'll have to wait patiently until um, nine o'clock on Thursday night or nine Friday morning to see. And look, there could be a late change um, after that. So it'll be interesting to see the makeup of the Limerick team. But I suppose the final thoughts, we've nearly an hour done on the game itself. If Limerick play to their best, we'll have we'll have more summer to see, I think is, is the message that it won't come to an end this Sunday. And I suppose leaving a final note is um, a big appeal to Limerick people, just first and foremost to get to the Gaelic grounds. I don't think many fear that, but to make noise, you know, it's a home game for Limerick. As John said, it's, it's been a journey between the fans and the players. They've given us so many days out. Entire summers have been planned around All-Ireland finals and we've been so blessed and lucky to get there that when this team needs it from the stands, that they get their um, appropriate response this Sunday at four o'clock in the Gaelic grounds. But um, I suppose it is not watering, Matt. It's it's hard to wait, but we've we've three or four more days to go until we get there. But it promised to be another Munster Championship cracker in a championship that has delivered so much. But with 51 minutes of hurling done, we'll park it there and please God, this time next week, we'll be looking back at uh, Limerick's win over Cork and uh, hopefully a Munster final, but at the least um, a place in that Ireland series against either Carlo or Offaly. So the best look to John, any side this weekend. And uh, please God, we'll be talking about a win this time next week. Um, a team that did win at the weekend and made a two from two was the Limerick footballers. They beat um, Carlo. 119-14 in Carlow, two from two in the Talchon Cup, safely through to the quarterfinals, the only team into the quarterfinals already. Um, neither of us are there, so you're relying on reports and what you heard and updates and all that, but seemed pretty comfortable from Limerick, and we had spoke about their ability to go away to places and put in good performances and They've got, they went under the radar, Matt, coming into it in terms of national headlines and, and I suppose national recognition. But teams are starting to sit up and take notes to this number team. They are, you know, and a PTR team wouldn't sit up and take notice. Um, um, they, they were scarcely mentioned Saturday or Sunday. I don't know if they had any cameras there. It was one of the few games that there wasn't. But um, <coughs> that's another thing, Jack. Um, well done to the Limerick footballers and. Um, when we were analysing the Talton Cup at the outset before the competition started, we were saying that they should be in the mix for the semi-finals um, at least, and and they're only one step away from it now at the moment. And it, it was a very good win in Carlow, and it backs up the the, the, the win over Longford. Um, now Limerick um, had a very very bright start and went four or five points up, but allowed Carlow back into it um, in in the second half of the first half. I would say in the last 10 minutes and and by half time it was eight points apiece. But Limerick, Limerick introduced and this will give you an idea of, of, of we talk about benches um, and I know in normal circumstances were it not for injury these two wouldn't be on the bench. Limerick were in a position to introduce Ian Corbett and Hugh Burke at half time which if you talk about football heavyweights these are two of them. But um, um, Immediately after halftime, Limerick got a goal. Worked the ball up the field. Paul Maher, um, who, who had a very, very good game and was subsequently named on Team of the Week, um, um, he, he finished it. And, um, by, and just speaking of Team of the Week, Peter Nash was also named in it. Um, Nash is having a great, a, a great run of form with Limerick footballers at present. And they tacked on three or four points at that stage. So... Basically, they, they very quickly put the game out of Carlo's reach early in the second half. Um, but, um, you know, I suppose it's fair to say that, that the position that Limerick find themselves in this in this competition at this juncture is 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 nothing more than 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 we expected. Because no. um, they, they they very 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 quickly, Jack. Um, put the disappointment of the league campaign to bed and parked it and and really turned over a new leaf when the championship came around as 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 we saw with their performance against Clare 
And the, the, the big question, and, and the, the Tarleton Cup is all about embracing the competition. You know, and there are still negative vibes going around about about the um, about the, um, the 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 Tarleton Cup. Would, would people stop it? This is a very very important competition, very very important competition, and um, um, we, we we saw what it did for Westmead last year when they won the way it lifted the whole county. Mm. And this this is an opportunity for counties rather than going into a straight qualifier knockout, to get to prolong their season and get games. And the, the, the whole premise of, of improving counties is to get games and play games. And Limerick are getting three extra games now. The, the games against Longford and the games against Carlow, very, very valuable games. And now they have a game against Wicklow, which is a dead rubber, a total dead rubber. Um, yeah. For the simple reason that Limerick are true, no matter what happens, we claw out, no matter what happens. But it's a yeah. game, it's, it's <coughs> and it's pretty... going to give them an opportunity. It's it, how Mark Fitzgerald is going to approach it in 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 terms of 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 um, using the personnel at his at his disposal. Is is he going to go for a settled team? try and have a settled team. Now, Ian Corbett has missed two games, but he's back. And, like, you know, there's no question about it. Ian Corbett is back in the team. You know, um, Hugh Burke, a fully fit Hugh Burke, is also back in the team. So, suddenly we have options. Yeah. And, um, uh, obviously, Mark Fitzgerald will be trying some of those options, I presume, as 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 um, against Wicklow. It's, it's on Sunday week, Jack, in, in Port Leash. Sunday week um, in Port Leash at one o'clock. Um, one o'clock. Pick, picking up on your points there, Matt. Um, you know it's very valuable, and and they've they've room to maneuver now with the game of Wicklow, knowing that they're true. But when you look at that that squad depth now that Limerick have, there's huge strength and depth. You mentioned Ian and Hugh coming off the bench. Robbie Burke is another one back from injury. Killian Ryan is getting closer. Due to the likes of Tony McCarthy, Cormac Wolf making his debut, a very good Limerick under 20 player in recent years. We didn't see Gordon Brown, um, you know, or Davy Lyons on the field. That this Limerick team, you know, slowly but surely they're starting to get their players back. There's a huge squad depth there, it lends to competition. They're in a competition that they know that they can win. So it's really looking bright for Limerick. It is looking bright for them, and um, uh, as I said, where the position that they're in now, Jack, is nothing more than we expected. Um, provided, but we did put the caveat in, if you recall, that that they 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 reproduce the form and build on the form that they showed against Clare in the championship, and that they have done and done it spectacularly well. So, like. Um, uh, Matt Fitzgerald and his management team, and indeed the football fraternity in Limerick, um, must be must be very very happy with 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 where they're at at the moment. Um, like you know, it's a dream situation if you're in a group of four, and you have qualified top of the group with a game to spare. It's dreamland yeah. stuff. Um, they, they've done so and done so on merit. So. Um, um, really looking forward now to who they will be playing in the quarterfinal. Yeah, and also we'll have we'll have the game against Wicklow to come before that, and they'll obviously be preliminary quarterfinals. A lot of teams still to be knocked out, but Limerick are safe in the knowledge that they'll be there in, in the last state, and they'll be one away from a semi final. And it's been a long time since Limerick football were in a, a championship semi final. So look, I presume the preparations are going well. Train will be good. I presume spirits are in. Uh, our high spirits in training so long may that continue for Mark Fitz and the football. and the semi-final check is in Croke Park yeah so we got a got a taste of it in the league in the league final last year so it'll be nice to get back there for a championship game talking about championship games Matt the Masters are out this Saturday um, they're playing Kerry in uh, in Kalidi in the second round of the championship so the best look to Anthony McCarthy and that team. That game throws in at two o'clock in Kalidi to play the Kerry Masters. I'm not sure will the Kerry Masters of any of the players we know from years gone by, but I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of Ireland winners on the show in uh, in Kalidi. I'm not sure. Do you know any any of the players they have at their disposal? 
I, I do, Jack, and I, I'll, I'll come to it in, in a minute. But, um, like, Limerick Masters just came together this year, and um, we had him in here with Anthony McCarthy and Morris O'Connor in here with us in the podcast. <coughs> and, like, there's a whole wave of enthusiasm behind them. Um, they have a very dedicated group. Um, Pre-championship, um, they beat both Clare and Cork in challenge games. And then in the championship, they went to Waterford and won by 3-8 to 111 um, in, in the first round. Now, they, they, they face Kerry. Kerry will probably be the biggest test that they will face. But Kerry, it's Kerry's first game as, as they had a bye in the first round. So Kerry will be coming into, into it cold. But um, it, there are two former All-Ireland winners on, on the Kerry team. Um, Aidan O'Mahony, who has five All-Ireland medals, and, and Willem Kirby, who has two All-Ireland medals. Um, I, I've seen the Kerry panel, and I, I'd have to say that apart from those two, most of the others are, are, are pretty unknown to me anyway, um, at any level, uh, playing with Kerry. But, you know, Kerry are going to be Kerry, Jack. You know, but Limerick are in a very, very, very good state of readiness. And... Um, we wish the lads the very, very best to look. It's on in Park Eden Afa in Rahina <coughs> at two o'clock on Saturday. And I would appeal appeal to people to come out and support the lads. Like they, they've put in a huge effort since last January. Yeah, hopefully they can continue a good start to, to their first season. Um also out this Saturday are the junior camogie side. They play awfully in the first round of the championship. That's at five o'clock. In Capamore, so the best look to David Eady and his side, and also out this weekend on Sunday at one o'clock in Mallow, the Limerick Ladies footballers are in the Munster Senior B final where they play Clare. Um, so a chance for silverware there for the ladies footballer um, early on in the season. Oh yeah, a chance of, of, of silverware, and they have played Clare already in 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 the group phase of the competition, and it ended in a draw. At a, at a clear venue, so it, it it's all <coughs> it's all set up nicely um, for for the final. And Limerick in the, in in their last game had had a, <coughs> had a very good win over Kerry and Cardinal last last Friday night. Um, but going into that game, Limerick had already qualified for the final. But we wish the girls the very best of luck. And it's it's these these games are are great great preparation for Graham Shine and the girls. Um, heading into the All Ireland series, which is around the corner, where they are grouped with Kilkenny, Sligo, and Down uh, in 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 the in the Junior Championship. So the the Junior Championship is it's just around the corner, but the Junior Championship for Camogie has arrived, and uh, Limerick will host Offaly, as you rightly said, in Capamore on Saturday evening at five o'clock. And this is a repeat of the the last game of of the the league. Um, which 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 Limerick won comprehensively in 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 um, in um, McNeville Park and I, I I was just doing a bit of probing into it and um, um, I just see that Offaly recently won the Leinster final they had a very big win in the Leinster final over Louth and it was essentially the same team that went down comprehensively to Limerick in the league <coughs> but. Uh, Limerick ha- have have had a very important game last Sunday um, in preparation for this. They played Tipperary in the Munster final in Holy Cross, and and went down um, one nine to eight points. So it, it's ideal preparation for the for the opening game of of the championship. And in the championship, Limerick are in a group with Armagh, um, Offaly, and Mayo. Now Armagh would be very very strong and. Saturday is Limerick's only home game. I don't. I, I can't understand. And as you're probably sick of hearing me saying this, that when there are three games, Limerick have only won at home. But you know, um, uh, and and then it's the first game. But look, we'll, we we'll take it, and it it is what it is. But um, yeah, Limerick Limerick have been strengthened since the league, Jack. They've got a number of the minors who have come up. 
um, who, who weren't eligible during the league because of their commitment to the Limerick minor team. And Megan Ryan has come back into the into the junior fold, which is a big asset as well. So, yeah, they're in a good place. I would expect Limerick to get off to a winning start, Jack, if that's, it, yeah. if that's the nub of your question. Yeah, well, I was going to get there. Um, obviously, the juniors uh, getting their campaign underway against Offaly on Saturday. Capamore, the best look to the junior Camogie, the senior lady footballers, the masters footballers over the weekend. and It'll all tie up nicely into the, the big game of the weekend. There's obviously going to be in the Gaelic Crowns, probably expecting the bones of 50,000 people to get to the Ennis Road. So get in there nice and early and <laughs> get, get perched because... It's going to be full-blooded, as we said, Matt, this Sunday, a do-or-die game. We're not used to it, but if they come out the right side of it, it won't be any any bothers to us. Um, I don't think there's any other business for this morning's podcast. An hour and five on the clock, an awful lot of that is dedicated to the hurling. A huge thank you to, to Dear Machine for his, for his time. Big thank yeah. you to Noel's Men. A big thank you, as always, to Noel's Menswear for sponsoring the podcast. Um, big thank you to everyone tuning in, watching, listening, whatever you do. Again, make sure if you're on YouTube to, to like and subscribe and click the bell for notifications. It just helps improve how, how the, the video is, I suppose, portrayed on YouTube, on Facebook, like and share on Twitter. Make sure to like and retweet. On Spotify, if you'd rather listen than watch us for the hour, you can listen to Spotify um, and make sure to follow us and click the bell for the notifications, not to miss out on any of the good content. But Matt, for, I think that's that for us. It's only a case of now wait for the weekend and wait for, for Cork on Sunday and all those other games, the Masters, the latest football and Camogie in anticipation that Ireland. But for now, a big thank you to everyone for tuning in. As always, a huge thank you to you, Matt. Thank you to Jeremy for getting involved. Um, I hope it's a good weekend and a successful weekend for Limerick. And that's when we get back for episode 235, that we have plenty of wins to look back on. So thank you very much, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jack. The impression again, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs>